The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. New Year's Eve 2016, Dennis. It's hard to believe we're there already. It's not even New Year's Eve Eve. It's just plain old New Year's Eve. And so as we look on the masculine journey for New Year's Eve 2016, one of the thoughts that we would like to kick around a bit is what is worth dying for? Hmm. You know, when you look at your New Year, <laughs> Vinny, <laughs> he's like, here I come, Martha. <laughs> Heck of a way to start out New Year's Eve, huh? Man? Well, that's a great question. In, in your life, when you look at 2017, is there some cause, is there something in your life that you have that kind of a sense of, wow, that is worth dying for? Hmm. And... Tonight's topic is actually restoring your soul, So, but it's an interesting thing, I think, that we find in the Christian life in order to live, we got to do what? Got to die. Right? And Vinny, you've, you've experienced that on all sorts of levels over 85 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've been killing yourself to live. Actually, that's true. I have been killing myself. Nah. Uh... Yeah, it's a, a kind of a tough subject, you know, because of me, I believe uh, 2017, 2018, I'd like to go all the way to at least 2030, you know, and keep on talking to him. And I'd have to be talking to him for me to get to 2030, because without him, yeah, you know, well, I couldn't get there. <laughs> well, we got to revisit one of our um, last week's heroes, George Bailey. <laughs> mm. And you might remember that he kind of died in order to come to this point. Please, I want to live again. I want to live again. I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again. <laughs> and Jim Graham is with us tonight, as is Jim Baricki, you know, a pair of Jims. And we got Dennis and we have Vinny. Sam's a little under the weather. As you can imagine, and this New Year's Eve, so we want to send out greetings to Sam. But this whole idea of dying in order to live, Jesus used that all over the place, didn't he? He did. And it's something that is alien to most of us. What does it mean? Uh, I mean, do you take a knife and stab yourself in the heart every day? Heck no. But you do have to put others as the reason you're living as opposed to living for yourself. And I think that's what Jesus was speaking to. Uh, and Jim, when we were getting ready for the show, Jim Baricki now, that was Jim Graham, just to keep our Jim straight. Um, you recalled a story when we were talking mm -hmm. about this restoration of the heart where God gave you a sense of peace, but in almost a real sense, you were dying before you got there. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, it was a, an event that happened in college. Um, uh, needless to say, I wasn't walking with the Lord <laughs> um, or uh, was really aware of what it meant to be saved at that time. 
uh, I was having a, it was a rough, rough week for me. Um, I was uh, flunking out of school. Uh, and I mean, desperately flunking out of school <laughs> and um, trying to hold down a uh, 40, 50 hour a week job. And my parents had dropped me financially. And um, uh, I went to go uh, surprise my girlfriend. Uh, she said she had to study for a final. Uh, I didn't realize biology was one of her subjects. Um, so it was a rough week. And I went home and went in my apartment and uh, took a loaded shotgun and sat down on the kitchen floor and uh, was at ready end at all. And that evening, I cried out to God that night and said, am I really that bad? Uh, I didn't get the answer I thought I was going to get. You know, I didn't get beat up. I didn't get, uh, uh, well, yeah, probably. But God audibly answered me. And said, everything's going to be all right. And then I had this incredible sense of peace come over me. So in a sense, I died on the floor of that kitchen that night. At least what the old gym was. And uh, I, I thought I'd lost my mind. I really did. I thought I, I thought they were going to stick me in a padded room the next morning. I was afraid to tell anybody. <laughs> uh, I did reach out to a uh, very trusted friend. And uh, he, he panicked and came and collected all my weapons. It was actually quite funny at that time. Uh, 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 my my friend uh, who was who was not familiar with firearms at the time, <laughs> uh, watching him uh, walk out of my apartment complex with his uh, arms full was very entertaining. But you know, at, at that point, you know, I had died to myself, and literally had to place my life in God's hands. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I was mentioning the guys that I was studying Jeremiah this week, and I noted that the Hebrew word for obey obedience was uh that the same picture of a piece of grass a piece of grass coming up out of the ground like when god said let the grass of the fields come up that that is the same thing the grass is obeying it's doing what it's supposed to do but it's it's died like the piece of wheat jesus talked about in order to obey and come up towards the light and one of the people that you talked to at the rescue mission today, Dennis, they told you the same thing, that obedience is a big part of restoration. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. I asked a couple of guys, one who's been to a boot camp of ours recently, and I said, what does restoration of your heart mean to you? And he said very quickly, obedience to God. That's, that's how my heart gets restored because I've got all this stuff that is going on when I become obedient. And Christ, I believe, said, you know, if you love me, then you will, you will obey my commands. So we have this other clip from, you know, Sam sent the clip, and none of us have seen the movie. But the clip... <laughs> Which is okay, none of you have seen the movie before. <laughs> so you're probably going to say, Robbie, I've never seen that movie anyway, so it's all okay. But when you hear the story, this guy that is screaming about his problem, his soul has been stolen, of all things, and, and he's out, and this life is not good for him, as you can tell probably from hearing his voice, and he's seeking that restoration... And, and it sounds like, you know, unless you, do you have another, anything you want to add to that, Dennis, before we play this? No, I think that's good. Okay. What am I going to do? Give me something. My God, man, I'm 47 years old. If I live to be 60, I'd have to live through another 13 years. How can I do that? How can I stand that? You see, I, I have nothing to do with those years. You see? Nothing. 
I could just live what is left in a different way. <laughs> just wake up on a quiet morning and feel that this, this is a new day. Forget the past, gone, blown away. Begin a new life. Oh, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Wow. Yeah, Dennis, that spoke to you, didn't it? Well, it spoke to me because it, uh, you know, when I first heard that, it reminded me a lot of myself not too long ago. It reminded me of being in a place where I was in my uh, early 50s going, if I have this much more time to live, what is it that I do with my life? And is it going to be the same as it has been? Because I don't see any future in that. I don't see anywhere to go with that. And in less than two years, God has totally turned that around where it's been, you know, he's shown me through this process of transformation that I've gone through that he, in fact, had a plan all along, uh, a plan to uh, enable me to help others, a plan to be able to reach out to people and share my own story. But at the time, I can remember being in a basement apartment. I speak about that basement apartment every once in a while. Not too long ago, a few years back, where I was asking those same questions. What do I do? If I had this much more time, what is it that I do? Because I, I can't keep, I'm living in the past. Yeah, that question, what's worth dying for? You know, what is it that you have in your life that, that's worth dying for? And Jim Graham now, going back to our other Jim, um, you made a fascinating statement that you learned from Blackaby. Yes. That we're going to, you know, usually we wait till the second segment to bring you out of the depression, but we're, since Sam's not here, <laughs> we're going to go for it right Straight now. Straight. You know, God clearly told us in the 23rd Psalm that he was going to help us out here. He was going to lie us down in green pastures. He was going to restore our soul. And how that process looks for you in 2017 is kind of what we're going after Jim gave us amazing insight with this one little phrase that I think speaks tremendous volumes to many of us that have lived 60 years. And, uh, yeah, I don't really feel for that guy. He's whining about being 47. Uh, but I am here with Vinny, who inspires me. I could go another 18 years. But what, and let me set it up a little bit, during that time in my life was when I was truly on as we call, on fire for the Lord. I was going to divinity school. I was reading the Bible all the time, early 90s. And I was taking, and actually at this point, I think I was leading and experiencing God for a uh, group. And um, it, God really hit me with something Henry said. And it is that the world tells you, don't just stand there, do something. But often God says, don't just do something, stand there. We need to stop and have that time with God to be restored because he's the one that does the restoration. Right, and in the, in the 23rd Psalm, as we were talking about a minute ago, David uh, is instructing us that the Lord's his shepherd and he lies us down in green pastures and he, it, it, he sets us beside still waters and many of us can picture a place right? Almost immediately where he restores my soul. Now for Jim, that's on the kitchen floor because that's where he was and the still waters was the sink, but. <laughs> <laughs> Dishwasher actually. <laughs> but, but in your case, Vinny, it, it's Toretta. 
Yeah, yeah. that's uh, my family came from Europe, Italy, actually Sicily, from a town called Toretta. And as a kid, I would sit around the table and listen to them talking about their town, Toretta. Growing up, that's all I heard, and I learned how to speak their language. Uh, We're going to take you to Toretta when we come back and find out about the still waters. And what can we do in 2017 to kind of plan some of this restoration? We have a really different kind of movie clip coming your way. From the edge of tomorrow, Tom Cruise has got words of wisdom, believe it or not, and they're not from Scientology. You cannot not stay tuned for this next segment, I'm telling you. So much more coming up. Stay tuned. Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Restore my heart Fill me Renew me Thank you, Lord, for a brand new start As I cast all my cares upon your feet I just went to Green Pastures there, Robbie. <laughs> that for me, that that little music bumper that you just heard was something that I found a few days ago, and uh, that can take me there oftentimes is music. And just hearing this guy who I really hadn't heard before talk about speaking to God and asking Him to restore His heart. You know, I get that not everyone gets this, but I get those little chills when I hear a piece of music like that. That I know that God's in the room. The Holy Spirit's working with me, and he's drawing me closer to him. So that's my green pastures. Yeah, which gets to the issue of, you know, what are we going to do in 2017 to turn back towards God, move closer in union to him? You know, what can we do to plan some of that? Do you have something in your life that's Toretta? And we'll let Vinny continue on taking us into Italy. Well, when I received, uh, got well, up Well, Sicily, there, it's not, Sicily. not the boot part. This is the real Italy. Right? <laughs> yeah, Sicily. Uh, when I got out of the cab, immediately, you know, just looking, I was in the square, very small town. Uh, I says, I've been here. I told my wife, I says, I have been here. And I realized almost instantaneously that because they were always talking when I was a kid about Toretta, I knew it as much as they did, and they lived there. 
Well, I told my wife and I told my kids, uh, that's home for me. And when I pass on, I just feel like I'm going to be restored by God in where I came from. And that was this little town. So they, I gave them kind of a, well, I hope they'll listen to me and take me back there and just throw my ashes all over the mountain with my first wife who we always wanted to go to Sicily and see the town, but she passed away in 97 and mix our ashes and just throw us all over the, the mountain. And that may sound kind of stupid, but not to me. It sounded stupid to my daughter when I told her what I wanted to do. I said, you don't understand. You really don't understand. Because he feels uh, God. In, you feel God in that place. That's and exactly sense, right. That's and exactly. this sense of home and right. this restoration of our soul. Now, to transition a bit more, because this is the masculine journey, and the one thing that the guys sitting at this table understand is that we are at war. Yes. A and this movie called Edge of Tomorrow has this theme of live, die, and repeat. And it's kind of like the Armageddon version of Groundhog Day because <laughs> Tom Cruise is in this situation where he has to relive every day, but he has to die in order to get reset, in order to train on what it is that he needs to do in order to defeat this monster that's taken over the world. And so as you listen to this clip, understand that he has to be trained and the, the girl that's helping him in order for him to continue on in his training, whenever he gets hurt, she shoots him. So he'll die so that he can be, re, you know, continue on in his training. So, you know, when she's saying, you know, you look like you broke your leg, <laughs> you know, that's not going to go good for Tom, but I want you to listen. <laughs> I want you to listen to a couple of other things that he says that have profound wisdom. I think there's one point in there where he says, I'm not a soldier. He's talking to the woman and she goes, you're not a soldier. You're a weapon. And, and, and it, then he says, I need to be equipped. Well, there's the question for us in the masculine journey. Are we equipped to be a weapon to advance the kingdom of God? And what does that look like in your life? And what are you planning to do in 2017 to get equipped and to be a weapon and to reset in order to die, turn to God, and ask him to equip you? Because if you hadn't figured out you're in a war yet, I mean, maybe you didn't experience the same Christmas I did. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I'm just saying, it sounded a bit like this, this clip. The music wasn't in the background. I'm going to tell you a story. At first, it's going to sound ridiculous. But the longer I talk... We have to find the keys. ...the more rational it's going to appear. What's happening to me? What happened to you happened to me. You hijacked their power. How do I control it? You have to die. Ah! Every day. Keep coming here and I'll train you. Again, again. Your leg's broken. No, I'm good. Then you better start over. Oh, come on. I'm not a soldier. Of course you're not. You're a weapon. They want to conquer the rest of the world. Unless you change the outcome. We are not equipped for what's out there. 
many times have we been here? It's gonna be dark in a few hours. And curl up by the fire and open a bottle of wine. We should just reset. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody getting any ideas here, okay? <laughs> we don't need to reset yet. Yeah, Dying to Live has taken on a whole new sense of meaning, that particular movie there from, from Tom Cruise. But you saw the whole movie, Jim, and, and there's some profound spiritual stuff in there that I honestly, in my spiritual life, did not understand the war that I was in the midst of and what the masculine journey has done for me and our boot camp experience or whatever has armed me to engage the enemy and to do something about getting our brain speed in every single day. I love the analogy there with our Christian walk. First of all, we're all weapons in the hand of God. And if you've never died to yourself, you're probably a Nerf pistol. (laughs) (laughs) But by the time you have over, like Tom did in the movie, over and over and over and each time, he was more dangerous. And I won't give you the end of the movie, but I don't like Tom Cruise as an actor or particularly as a person, but he's made some sensational movies, and this was a great one. But ultimately, he does get through every obstacle, but it is by dying frequently, as we heard in that clip, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, what we heard. So the way that John Eldridge puts it is that we're in the midst of this unbelievable love story but it's set in the midst of this battle and so being equipped and being the warriors that we are for the kingdom of god but we have a certain amount of beauty that we need to take in getting back to that whole idea of restoring my soul and here was david and this guy he was equipped okay i mean he was equipped five stones and you're in bad trouble i mean you know it just he was equipped but he was the guy it was sitting by the still waters, and he was the guy who was getting his, his soul restored because he had experienced that. And what are, what are your plans this year to go someplace and do something to re-engage God? Well, I, I think from a standpoint of uh, most guys kind of live in a, um, a quiet sur- surrender, if you will, and often um, I kind of go back to boot camp. And probably one of my favorite uh, clips of boot camp is uh, the clip where uh, they're at war and uh, the the guy yell, yells, if you want to live, get off the beach. And I, I think that uh, needs to happen in every man's life is that, you know, we were all created for something. God created us to do something. And as men, we, we need to get up off the couch, you know, get off the beach, stop staring at the television, sit flipping through channels and find it what it is God has called us to do find what it is Uh, as Jim says you know sometimes it's just a matter of spending time with God you know you know you're not going to find God in an episode of uh, NCIS sorry he's just not there (laughs) but spend some time with God I think that's where you know many uh, of us I fail on a daily basis um, as far as getting into god's word every morning like i should but jim and or, or let me go to dennis um let me boom the mic up against here <laughs> dennis as you enter into this battle hmm. 
does it not get bloodier? I mean, do you not? That was a fascinating thing to me as I've walked with these guys in the masculine journey and whatever. I mean, the battle becomes more intense and the more equipped you got to be because the more you've upset the enemy, the more he's coming after you, the more you got a target on your back. And oh my word, it starts coming at you. Yeah, I just had, actually, I just had some of that happen recently around December and the Christmas season where, uh, where I, I, I sensed with some things, some things, a lot of things have been going on, some things with my schooling, some things with uh, doing some additional things in my life. And it didn't, it didn't hit me till about a week ago that I was under attack. I was under heavy attack. All of my beliefs were being questioned. There were people getting in my face questioning what was going on with me. There are lots of decisions to make, lots of things going on. And there were times where I sat down and I thought, okay, Lord, I thought if we, once we got a little closer, this might get a little easier <laughs> and this would just move along rather smoothly. And then it just struck me that this is, this is exactly what's going on, that I was in the middle of a war. And I put myself on that battlefield, so expect it. And turning to our, our warrior, uh, you know, in his 80s, Vinny, I know mm-hmm. that, that, that and, it's, oh. and it's a comfort, obviously, to all of us sitting here to know that this old man who's blind, when it gets dark, he starts praying, yep. right? And That's he's right. bringing the kingdom of God through spiritual warfare in his own way every single night. And morning. And morning. And, you know, but, you know, those things are how we do battle. That's exactly right. I actually look forward, you know, to waking up if God is going to be gracious to me and bless me to, to wake up to talk to him and see what he wants uh, from me for that day. And he tells me. And sometimes it's a hard thing to do, you know. Uh, but in any case, uh, I did learn that, you know, if you lean with God and listen to him, You'll do what he says. You, you may not realize it, but you will. I have had an experience with my own daughter. Yeah, we. I wish we had time to get in that. Yeah. We will next week. Okay, that's wait, a good wait, thing. Wait, happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year to you in 2017. Hey, how about putting on plans to attend a boot camp, learn how to get a little bit more equipped, and have that still time to be with God? You can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. The boot camp is coming up April 6th through the 9th, and there's special pricing going on right now. Give a present to somebody that you know that you want to have that in their life. Thank you for listening.